This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. You have found yourself at episode number 164. I am your host, Eric Branson, and with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Pretty good. I'm I'm doing all right. I got a bullet rye in one hand and a left-handed bitter milk stout in the other. Uh, it wasn't intentional. I don't I don't hate my life. I'm just I'm just forgetful. That's just a foreshadowing. <laughs> Doing okay there. Yeah. So. Foreshadowing yeah. the movie. This 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 <laughs> review is uh it requires some liquid courage, I suppose. And yeah, I made the go. suggestion. <laughs> so so maybe it's you punishment did. You're too. the only one to blame that we possibly yeah. can blame for this, but so cricket update. We've been chatting actually for the last hour and a half. Oh, did you guys finally come to like a <laughs> and, civil arrangement? And he was he was doing his thing a while ago, and now he's gone. He, we had an altercation. Oh. <laughs> he went his way. He talked a bunch of shit for a while, but now he seems to have settled down. So he he may come Until, back though. Now that we've hit record, or he's yeah, probably he's gonna gonna, pipe he's up got again. some he's fucking just waiting. Yeah. Yeah, we should have just introduced him as the fourth co host, the cricket in Joe's garage. So Yeah. yeah. Comments and, will yeah, come out here. whenever yeah, he feels he'll, like it. We'll probably have a grade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean his own review. To be yeah. fair, I gotta give credit to anybody who can to give a film review with just rubbing their legs together. Hey, that's how I do most of mine. But a very basic instinct. Well, reverse basic instinct. But you know what I'm Insert saying. Insert not well thought out comment about Frankenhooker here. Okay. Um, <laughs> there could have yeah. been something, but whatever. Moving on. <laughs> so. We're fix it in post. A, yeah. <laughs> Anything. Uh, you guys want to that you've watched recently or anything you're dying to talk about or should we dive right into uh the guyver this evening i think we should rip the band-aid off that's my uh because we will talk about the good thing for the whole we just had a nice long conversation about uh the suicide squad which we won't repeat uh on the show but it might pop up in uh we've been teasing that there may be some members or not members only but um subscriber exclusive (laughs) content on uh if you if you um, are a Patreon subscriber of the podcast, and so that's one that I think will probably try to find its way over there. Yeah. And now we take a quick break to let you know about some other excellent podcasts that you should check out. Hello, fellow time travelers, and welcome to the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the only podcast to discuss, in story order, all the Doctor Who novelizations. My name is Tony Whit. And every two weeks or so, I'm joined by a two- to three-person discussion panel, including our so-called expert who's been a Who fan since 1979. That would be me. We also get the views of intermediate, casual, and novice fans who either have never seen the show or who have never read these books until these podcasts, including... Dalton Hughes. And... Alison Fitzsafried. 
You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find good podcasts, or even ones like ours. You're listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Enjoy your travels. I would like to invite you to take a trip across all of time and space. Join us in the police box as we discuss the worlds of Doctor Who in a completely random order. We discuss it all. TV stories, audio adventures, novels, nonfiction books, and on and on. I'm your host, Eric Branson. I would be very happy if you'd join me for the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a proud partner of the Video Junkyard podcast and can be found on most major podcast platforms including SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. Video Junkyard Podcast. So, yeah, tonight, what was this movie that you you brought to our attention, Ryan? Well, you know, it's like MacGyver if MacGyver lost his McDonald's um, sponsor and just became Guyver. Um, That's a terrible joke, and that is the only thing (laughs) I have written down in my notes because I really felt the need to say it. Uh, Especially because Joe mentioned that he had a hard time explaining this movie to his wife without her thinking he was talking about MacGyver, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, I was like, what are you watching this week? The Guyver. Like the show? No, The Guyver. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's a movie. (laughs) Is it like a MacGyver movie? No, it's called The Guyver, not MacGyver. Probably should have watched MacGyver. <laughs> yes, it would have been, a, or at least MacGruber even. Um, oh, so, God. yeah, this movie is a, um, it's very fuck. It's an American loosely, a, a loose attempt at uh, an adaption of a, a Jap- Japanese manga of the same name. Actually, no, it has a longer name, like Bio Mechanical. I don't know. I, I'm not looking at anything. Like the effort here yeah. is minimal and. I don't care. And neither did the people who made this fucking movie cuz um it's it's a fucking train wreck of a film. The sequel was better. And I remembered the sequel cuz I saw this when I was younger. It's this is one of those movies, guys, where it's like and we've all done this where we like, "Hey, I remember watching this when I was like 10 or 12 or whatever." Uh, it's been a while. Let's watch this again. People should like it. Oh, wait. This was a really big piece of shit. <laughs> like my bad. That was the case with this one for me. Uh, but I also was splicing in the sequel, which mm. is much better in action. It's a rate. That one's a rated R film. 
Uh, so it's like it goes a lot further. It's a lot closer to the 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 uh, manga. It's actually more liked by the fan base. But this one, this one does a lot of fucking sins, what including about like the misuse of Mark Hamill. What about and, you, Eric? What yeah. was your first introduction to this one? Because this this is a movie you own. So if you're going to throw me under yes, the bus, by, you own this. By reputation only was <laughs> I aware of this. Um, and I think I remember catching a bit of either. I don't think it was this film. I think it was pro, it was the sequel. Um, Dark Hero. Yeah. On like cable at some point. But I don't even think I saw it in its entirety. I just was aware of it as a thing. Like the Giver existed. That was. Uh, and I had never seen it. Um, where I came across getting the dvd i don't even really remember it was just uh either in a sale bin or something somewhere and i went oh cool that makes i've heard of this movie and uh yeah i picked it up and it just sat on the shelf of course um until you brought up watching it and i was like oh yeah well i should watch that i own it (laughs) quick question do you own the other movie as well I do not, no. Fuck, I was just really hoping one. that would have been the saving grace. Yeah. Like, yeah, the I, one reason that we watch this is so we can watch the sequel. Well, same <laughs> with you, Eric. Like, I had heard of it, but I'd heard nothing about it. Like, I was aware there was a movie called The Giver, and it was some kind of alien mutant crime fighter thing. And I just never, mm-hmm. for some reason, never picked it up or never sought it out. I was just aware of it from casual mention. Um most most likely it was uh, a mention probably in reference to oh another movie Mark Hamill was in uh, yeah. which is yeah. a That's bit how misleading it for me too yeah. yeah which is a bit misleading because the the poster for it is this kind of split half Giver costume half Mark Hamill face with his name right, with his just name above, right it. above it he's yep. not the Giver <laughs> nope. nope and that's not like a spoiler alert or anything he's that's never a question no nope. yeah he's um, not even a mentor yeah. he's like a, a supporting character in like the most limited of sense so the, well, the description I, I was going to do a description unless you have something uh queued up no absolutely yeah i was just going to read the box so if you got something <laughs> good go for it yeah i i want to hear joe's take I on was, this one i was just going to read the wikipedia page um <laughs> oh, okay challenges okay. so it's a uh, yeah, 1991 american superhero film um film tells the story of Sean Barker, a young man who discovers an alien artifact called the Unit. We'll get to that later. Uh, which changes Barker into an alien hybrid super soldier called the Giver. He learns that a major corporation called Kronos is after the Giver unit and soon discovers that the people behind Kronos are something more. So, yeah, it's um, directed by Screaming Mad George, who we've discussed in previous films as a special effects artist. Yes, I, I did not even know that. And he he's also was, a special effects artist in this movie, too. In this movie, yeah. It was yeah. also co-directed by Steve Wang, uh, but it was produced by Brian Yuzna. So it's it's a mm-hmm. Yuzna movie, like we've reviewed a number of before. Yes. Mm. So I'm just adding to the pile. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. and it, it feels like it, too. I mean, this didn't, um, didn't Brian Yuzna have something to do with Arena? I know that was a, a, um, a God, and I did that one too. <laughs> yeah, it's a Charles Band one. I don't know if he did. I mean, his name's all over stuff all yeah. throughout like the eighties and nineties. Anyway, yeah, so. the effects in this are a step up from that, but in the same style. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some element. similarities there. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and it's um, 
Yeah. It, this, this so yeah, if, a, if you recognize the name Brian Yuzna, he was a co co a producer and co writer, I believe, of Reanimator with Stuart Gordon, which makes um, total which is fucking probably sense. His kind of like biggest claim to fame, but he's been all over the place, and especially in straight the straight to video kind of cult film market. Uh, did a bunch of Reanimator sequels. Um, what did we what did we review of his that was actually his film? I think one of the Silent Night Deadly Night sequels, like late sequels. Yeah, number four. <laughs> yeah, one of his movies. Yeah, so. yeah. He um, and, and Screaming, yeah, Matt George also he did the effects in Arena, as well. Okay, yeah, that's probably where the connection is. Then yeah. you can kind of see it in a lot in the eyes, the yep. shape of the eyes of the the creatures, which is a very weird thing for me just to point out. <laughs> but that's what yeah. I fucking I can see that it's the eyes. The creatures are similar, and even similar in the respect that they're really decent creature suits, but they just have some movement issues, and um, yeah, kind of the same thing I thought about the the arena special effects. I thought they were really cool conceptual costumes and, and creatures, yeah. but um, they didn't always pull it off when it came to moving, especially in this one, because there's a lot of like you know fight scenes and such. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it ends up looking more yeah. like a Ninja Turtles 90s yeah. movie. I was thinking Power Rangers. Power Rangers. We went into that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got yeah, a big but... Power Ranger vibe from this one too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And as I've mentioned before, not being a fan of Power Rangers did not help. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say at least with Power Rangers, you have like a lot more better. Like, you have better action sequences in Power Rangers than you did in this. Like once again, this is where I started splicing like Dark Hero, the sequel. That has way better action by comparison to this movie, I suppose. Like, it, there was a lot more going on in it than, than, than this one. This one's just the fucking, like, holy shit. Like, the I mean, guy has hints... got a lot of action. It just doesn't always work right. Yeah. It's got like, a lot of... It's actually pretty, like, well, well-paced, and it's, you know... It's got probably too much action in a lot of ways because some of the fight scenes go on for it's like a watch checking amount of time like whoa this is just still going like we're we're, we're almost to they live territory in this monster fight like, like <laughs> I, I was just gonna say like there's there's some weird balanced goofiness in this as well yeah yeah the jokes in this movie are definitely something there's i mean they have jimmy walker in it yeah they have jimmy yeah it, it yeah it, there it just doesn't seem to balance well and you're right you've got these really long oddly um staged fight scenes and then goofy gags going there's almost too much going on even from the the the, the, the not crawl text but the, the scroll the scroll at the yeah. beginning where they're walking you through like all right so here's where we are already i'm like wait what the fuck's going on <laughs> like yeah, I, your head's kind of spinning already like the what like yeah the moment throwing... that, that started i forgot that that scroll was there but as soon as it started i went joe's gonna hate this movie it's just <laughs> it's it, like... it was it's a lot they throw a lot at you at the very beginning and then and the next scene is some like graphic body horror mm-hmm. yeah so it's body transformations man yeah you, you um... almost gotta hit pause and go wait a minute i gotta regroup which isn't a good <laughs> first impression <laughs> no it's not um yeah and that's they info dump you like crazy mm-hmm. yeah at the beginning of this thing and from reading one paragraph of text i'm not sure you can really put together the story of like what exactly is going on with the zoonoids and the zoa leader and all this like what the giver is and how it fits into all of the the you know humanities a disease or humanity's a bioweapon and da 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 but the good thing is it doesn't matter 
because they're not really going to talk about it at all. That's <laughs> it's just it's just going to like get you into the like yeah. Um, it's yeah, like, the guy well, who transforms people, you know, transforms humans into superhumans. That's really all you need to know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's all this movie knows. Because I feel like the actual story for the Giver, like, because the Giver is a fairly popular series, actually, in Japan and such. Like, the, the, the manga it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, it has a lot of cool elements that this movie chooses to not explore. <laughs> like yeah like the idea of like like dealing with like this like i think like the character himself like they explore it in the second movie I, i'm just going always going to talk about the second movie i'm going to try not to but I it's like watch the, the second no it's fine this is watch it um it's like we have to get this band-aid off so we can get to that one maybe someday like the whole idea of like you know you have a suit of armor that's thrown onto you that's now a part of your body but it itself has its own will sometimes like it has its own motivations and you gotta like the morality of combat and that no not with this one (laughs) you get like a bland ass fucking white kid to play a japanese character but it's okay because he also does martial arts and has a uh a asian love interest so we're, we're square right I mean, he's pretty much Asian at that point, right? That's what... Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's... Yeah. <laughs> but his yeah. acting is so fucking bad that they replace him in the sequel with uh, David Hayter, who, if anyone likes Metal Gear Solid, you know, voices Solid Snake and was like... Um, he also plays uh, the voice of uh, King Shark, I believe, in the Flash series. Wow. So, huh. Like, he, he, an actual actor who has a, a fucking, like, link to wikipedia whereas this actor um jack armstrong jack armstrong does not doesn't even sound like (laughs) a real name yeah yeah Yeah. well Uh, they got mark hamill in here obviously to sell the movie oh god yeah and And he just looks like he's in pain the whole time right (laughs) yeah he does not look like he's having a lot of fun here and his pants Um, are so high up like, yeah, there's got, no reason. I, that was bugging me too. Like, why are your pants so high, Mark? Mark, you're not that pull your, old. Pull your yet. pants down a little bit, like just a little bit there. <laughs> just a little bit, man. You're <laughs> like the new video you're... junkyard podcast T-shirt. Mark Campbell, pull your pants down a little bit. <laughs> when your when your belt buckle is like five inches above your belly button, there's a problem. Especially for him at this time, because I think he was still in his fucking like late twenties. Maybe he was certain. Maybe he was in his thirties. He was 30s, probably in his thirties. Yeah, but yeah, he wasn't 30s. like. Yeah, he wasn't old by any means. No. Like, God. even if they did try to make him look it with the mustache and the high pants, but it's, uh, yeah. yeah. So he plays like my his, only like, big note for is this he movie. A CIA agent. He's yeah, a, yeah, yeah CIA. Yeah. It's like my only note for him in this is Mark Hamill's got to eat. <laughs> and that's apparently <laughs> and grow a mustache. <laughs> like nobody asked him to grow that mustache, but, but I don't yeah, know what was worse. A, the mustache that he had in this movie, the high or the high pants, or maybe it's the fact that they turned him to a cockroach at the end of the movie. Spoilers. Yeah. He, um, waste. they do a lot of these kind of body horror transformation things, which actually like what we said, you know, look pretty well done. Um, yeah, I think the, in general, the special effects in yeah. this movie are not terrible. No, like I'm saying the sequels necessarily better, but yes. great, but yeah, they're, they're serviceable. And there's a lot of them. So there's for a, a low-budget movie, it's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. The, the story, though, just, like, I had a hard time following what the hell was going on. 
Um, like you can tell, like you know, since we talk about the acting is pretty weak, the script is weak, the story is weak. This was essentially so just New bad. Line's way of saying, all right, let's, you know, we'll we'll distribute a movie that essentially is just for the effects only. And you know, like you said, the story, none of that back shit ends up mattering, which is kind of frustrating. Like if you've got a story to tell, then, then tell it, right? If you yeah. don't, then why are we? sitting through a movie like this well, I well mean, and this why is... even give us that information if it's not going to be pertinent right. like focus on the elements you're going to use from the plot not you know well this is around the time and this is what's so frustrating about somebody who like likes japanese media i was gonna say anime because this is this is a manga but they also made an like an ova of this as well like it this is what always sucked about being uh a kid in the 90s and 80s, well, 80s, uh, 90s and early 2000s who got into anime like this stuff. And America tries to fucking do their own version of it. And it's always just like, you know, there is plenty of rich, like, subject matter, content, story, characters that you can actually explore. It's there in the medium. And somehow you thought... Nah, Americans don't need that. That's not what they want. I'm like, stop selling us dumb shit. Like, why did you even fucking bother in the first place? And that's like, like, like when I mean, you think that's about exactly what they did, though. I mean, that's, that's that, exactly... that was had to be the thinking behind it. Like, but that's what I mean is like, that's what we usually got. Like uh, anybody who appreciated like that kind of the, those stories and such when we finally got a movie. And it was a lot like when you're in a, like a 90s kid watching fucking video game movies. Like, oh, cool. Finally, we got a Mario Brothers. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? But at least well, with I that think this this tra- movie sat nicely as a bookend to like doing Mario Brothers and Masters of the Universe. And because it kind of oh, fits right that. into that like disappointing, but ultimately entertaining. I don't know. I think you guys are going to fall shorter than, than me on that one. But um but yeah, it, it, it falls so short of its uh, its source material, and that's like somebody making decisions that kind of sent it Shouldn't that direction. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. versus like what we had um, Alita Battle Angel recently come out a few years ago, and a lot of people, because that's based off of like a 80s, 90s uh, um, Japanese manga property and anime. And like that turned out to be pretty good from what yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I, but from I did, what I understand. It was very good. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, yeah. that can be done. Now, given we also had Ghost in the Shell recently as well, and I saw that. That was a train fucking wreck. But it wasn't as bad as this, at Well, least. I mean, and you'd know more about this than, than I would, Ryan, but have, yeah. have adapted anime stories that have been adapted to live action. Is there a pretty good track record? I mean, you mentioned, you know, Alita, and yeah, that was really good and i actually did try to read a little bit of the manga from that too and it was you know i could see it, it the appeal um yeah but i mean i know they've tried doing attack on titan and stuff like that and Ugh, death note and you know <laughs> they just don't seem to work um sometimes is, they don't work and sometimes they it, do it's hard is it is it the is it a style that they're trying to just push and sometimes it doesn't translate well to screen i think it's sometimes it's budget and who you can get like with with many things like um yeah. i think it's like this is a risk let's not put all of our effort into this unless you get somebody who's like no this can be fucking done we can fucking do this and then you can get something like alita battle angel or um i'm trying to think oh soon we're gonna have a cowboy bebop live, live yeah. action 
you don't know yeah. how that's gonna go but hopefully it goes well um i mean that's a franchise that did a good job of kind of combining um american and japanese culture to create like a beautiful like actually eric recently just finished the series yeah. um and it it, it tra- it's a good start for people who haven't really got into Japanese anime. It, bec- yeah, it's one that I've actually watched a couple episodes, and I do like it. I just haven't committed the time to watching more. But I, yes, there is an anime that I don't hate. Um, but, but that's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Like that's like so when you get an American company who does this, who does like you get. I think it's like a group of people who saw something that like I don't know maybe kids might like because this is a PG thirteen movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. which it wasn't supposed, it shouldn't have been based on what the story is. And not that I'm a huge Giver person, mind you. It's just that I am aware of some of it, you know, my wiki dives. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, wow, there could have been a lot. This could have been a lot better. This could have been a movie that fit everyone's interest on this podcast very well with based on like the body horror elements and like the dark moody superhero like it's there in the original fucking shit it's there in the sequel it's just not here in this well and this is and like fuck. i i know that there was some um some stuff that was cut from this film to make it more kid-friendly ah okay and i didn't know that have, part. yeah and i don't know the the gags are still there and they're still yeah. bad but, I, say, I thought the yeah. trims they did, at least according to Yuzna, Brian Yuzna, was they trimmed a lot of the humor out of the theatrical cut. What they put back in the director's cut that uh, he helped, he and Screaming Mad George helped put together, uh, was they restored the comedy aspects of the film. Oh. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, was a questionable decision. Maybe the people who cut it originally were onto something, but. Right. Um, yeah. So they, they were trying, they apparently the. Theatrical distributors like New Line took this thing and trimmed it down to make it more of a sleeker, like, action movie. But, um, yeah. So I think it was actually kind of the okay. the more playful aspects or the, the humor that kind of got trimmed from the film initially. Yeah. And I was curious, you know, this came out, you know, six, eight months after the huge success of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And I wonder if just kind of the the way it looked and somebody mentioned ninja turtles already when we were kind of talking about the well the they mentioned it in the movie too mm. oh, they mentioned right like, yeah <laughs> yeah you're hunting for nin, uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles still huh yeah yeah so i wonder if that the success of that film helped to push this in a certain direction that maybe it wouldn't have gone initially and you know who knows what's happening behind the scenes but maybe to get you know and not that new line was a huge name at the time but they were um, you know, they had some major successes with some of the Elm Street movies and uh, uh, I don't know what their other big hits were, but I, I believe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. was one of them as well. Yeah. Yep. So um, I wonder if that was kind of a, a cash cow sellout there to be like, well, well, we'll kind of push it in that direction if we can get with the bigger distributor and get this yeah. thing on more screens. Uh, we have the rights to this thing and it kind of fits, so let's kind of, you know, mold it to fit into that sure. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, right. Yeah. I think that's what they're attempting. Like I mentioned earlier, like randomly, but yeah, there's a, you know, moment, most uh, 80s, 90s moment in the, it has a little rap sequence, like a oh, lot of yeah. movies it's we've talked crazy. about. Uh, yeah. If you want to see some rapping, uh, rapping monsters. Um, again, something that seems very Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, right? Uh, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, 
You know, it's... This is also before Power Rangers actually became a thing in America, too. Like, mind yeah. you, the mm-hmm. Super Senpai stuff, that that existed, but that wasn't really anything on anyone's radar much in the States at the time. Not heavily, anyways. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, like, because this is kind of like it predates Power Rangers. It, this has a lot of, like, dark Power Ranger elements with all the monster fighting and shit. I was going to say there was one funny gag that, like, they're all kind of fucking corny, but there was one that kind of got me to laugh and kind of enjoy. And it was the <laughs> one where Jimmy Walker's uh, striker character transforms when they're like fall, like chasing the, the protagonists. And he jumps over a fence and he lands in the this, this Scream Queen. Uh, was it uh, Leah Quigley? Who is a Scream? She's actually mm-hmm. labeled a Scream Queen. And I guess she is a Scream Queen. That's mm-hmm. something that I would know. Leanna Quigley, yeah. Yep, Absolutely. she just is screaming at him, and then he's also like, like trying to like, oh, ah, man, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like, he's trying to like make her not because they're not supposed to be seen. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, cut, 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 and it's like he fell into a movie set, and the director just pulls him off to the side and says, like, "Hey, man, you know you're supposed to, you know you're supposed to scare her, not be scared of her. Also, the make makeup looks great. Your costume looks great. Looks wonderful." Now, given the gag kind of went a little bit longer than it needed to, and it made and it <laughs> yeah. totally interrupted a, a suspenseful action sequence or whatever. But I, it's like the one of the fe- it's, I think it's the only thing in this movie I liked. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like this is yeah. legitly funny, despite the fact but, that I have some questionable decisions on the design of this character. Yeah, uh, but I don't have to go into that. Anyways, yeah. what you're gonna? I, I was gonna quickly of uh, is of fame from me. Return of the Living Dead and uh, A Silent Night, Deadly Night's another one. Um, yep. That yeah. So definitely a scream queen in her own right. Yeah. For so sure. I was I was gonna say kind of um, jumping off of that. There's actually a, quite a lot of good cameos in in this cast. David Gale. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. And I love Jeffrey yep. Combs here as Doctor East rather than Doctor West. Yep. Um, love that. Yeah. And, and of course, Michael Berryman. Next. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorites, Michael Berryman. Yeah, I love Michael Berryman. He uh, is pretty much consistently great in everything he's in. He brings energy, and he's just obviously he's got a unique look. That's why he gets these kind of gigs. But but he's great in everything yeah. he's in. So yeah, yeah. It's, he's I, the uh, main. He's the main hench too. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, he's just—he's always somebody that when you see him on the screen, especially like if you've seen a lot of his movies and if you've seen him in interviews and stuff, and how he is nothing like the monster characters that he usually plays. <laughs> right. He's this incredibly just cool, sweet guy. Uh, it's just like, oh, cool a, a movie with Michael Bear. I think I, I settled in a little more, like because he's right at the very beginning, and I was like, okay, this movie—it's got Mark Hamill in it. Oh, but it's got Michael Berryman. In it. Yeah, <laughs> and then too. it went, you know, down from there, but. But, you know, there was one bit, now that you mentioned that, about Michael Berryman, uh, where they're, like, where they're waiting to, like, cap, like, whether, what, the minions are waiting to capture whoever. Like, he and the one female character in their group, uh, I forget her name, Weber or what shit, they're just talking mm-hmm. about, like, going to, like, what is it, uh, the Dominican or somewhere, going shopping. It's like this weird scene of dialogue where they're like, oh, hey, they're a couple and they're talking about taking vacations together. And it's just like, oh, it's a really nice, sweet scene. I'm like, this is completely unnecessary for who these characters are. But because of how (laughs) this movie is, 
I'm enjoying this scene <laughs> that is completely throwaway and makes no fucking sense. Yeah, there's a there's quite a bit of stuff like that that like if you really trimmed the fat off of this thing, like you'd have yeah you could end up with like an hour long film here because there's a yeah just unnecessary. Well, it should um, have been a film about like. Like so, the whole armor, the Giver armor itself, like it's embedded in your body, like forcibly, mm-hmm. and like you are now part of the, like you are a creature essentially. Like at one point, the fucking main protagonist gets like his little node ripped out of his head, and he melts away. Everyone thinks he's dead, but the node regrows him and the armor again. Like you are essentially mm-hmm. a monster, and that's something that you like. This movie should have been exploring. Based on, like, the whole theme of, like, humans being forced into becoming these monsters. Like, with Mark Hamill's character, they don't bother. Yeah. It's like, they don't even... Yeah, we don't want anything boring like that. No. (laughs) Yeah. How about this Um, weird white dude who just keeps stalking this Asian girl? Take your pick on weird white dude. There's, like, several. This poor actress. That's all I can get at. Yeah. I mean, beyond the the kind of fun cameos that pop up, though, I mean, that's kind of, with the exception of, like, you know, Michael Berryman, but, like, having, you know, Lena Quigley and, and, you know, Jeffrey Combs Combs pop up and stuff. It's like they're not really, it's there more for, for, you know, a wink and a nod. Um, But otherwise, yeah, the, the gags seem to go a little... You know, most of them fell pretty flat. There's a couple of, of amusing ones. Yeah, I did, I did like the uh, the film set thing, but it it seemed like yeah. something that probably would would have worked really well on like the page. You know, it probably worked really well <laughs> yeah, on the page, but maybe. it just doesn't seem to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the page, like on like a comic book page, like that's the kind of thing I would expect to see in a comic book sometimes. Yeah, I did think that the humor style of this this attempted to have seemed like something ripped right out of like the not like an 80s or 90s saturday morning cartoon show like but then i thought about that a little further and went well the jokes rarely landed there either so like right. when you said um, like this trying to copy ninja turtles films that actually i thought was a very good comparison yeah because <laughs> that really like, does feel like one yeah 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 like, yeah, and right down to like the the martial arts aspect and everything. Yeah, but, did you guys notice that the Giver himself, all he had was the same move every time? Probably all he could do. He always did like the same stance, <laughs> which was supposed yeah. to be like the move that he wasn't paying attention to. And a good backflip does a backflip thing. Oh, he's just backflipping when he's running away from people. Yep, just does backflips. <laughs> he doesn't actually run. He just he just backflips everywhere. That's like Iron Man is an alien ninja. You know, he shoots shit out of his chest and then he bounces around. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what he does. But you know, with oh with a God. suit. I mean, the the whole concept of the suit and how it is embedded in you and comes out that was kind of cool, especially for the time. Yeah, like, that's a good effect. They used it, it looked like yeah. some stop motion or something there, some camera tricks. Like, the sole reason I suggested this movie is like, oh, they, sh- this sh- they should get a kick out of this. <laughs> yeah, there's some, like I said, there's some good shots. All the effect shots were really done fairly well, or as well as they probably could do. Um, yeah. And they definitely put forth an effort to make that look good, but the rest of the movie, just it looks like it was shot on, like, a weekend. 
and <laughs> yeah, you know. some of, some of the performance is pretty questionable, and yeah, there's just not much of a story besides like guy gets you know bio suit fights monsters the end like that's the i mean they don't they give you that like all that info at the beginning and they don't build on any of it it's just you know yeah there's the there's the big evil chronos corporation that's you know coveting all of this alien technology or ancient alien technology whatever um they don't really do a whole lot with that besides that you know what's his name um david gales the the big bad kind of um right yeah like and, he's uh, like the head of uh, looking at whatever his, uh, fulton fulton balkus balkus yeah. yeah yeah and uh balkus is you know kind of a, a creep and just but he's not like a really memorable villain in any way and he turns into kind of a cool monster that's got some he, something straight out of arena at the end but it's only on screen briefly um I think they went a little, same thing as the, the final monster in arena. I think they went too over the top with it and they just like, it's such a cool design, but it just doesn't really do anything. It can't move. I actually, like, I actually think it had the same back legs as that other fucking creature from arena. Yeah. Like the oh, backwards yeah. cricket legs. I don't know. Cricket. What do you think? He, wow. Fuck. There's not even sound of cricket. Wow. wow. I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take that silence as agreeing. Yeah. yeah. I think you. <laughs> um, although speaking of Balkus, you were talking earlier about gags in this movie that actually that worked for you yeah. and there was one kind of super nerdy i'm not even sure any like everyone would have picked it out um but Balkus, uh when michael berryman's henchman brings him the the like red case that the the oh. doctor the original doctor had swapped the uh, yeah well with the toaster inside of the case is a toaster and he's like, oh, this, you know, this isn't it. This is a toaster, whatever. And they they had that whole scene, and then we come back to a scene like later yeah. in the film in in Bulkus's office, and he's using the damn toaster. Oh yes, <laughs> just like uh, it like burns some toast, and he like looks at like I don't know, but something about that. Just like I'm like, oh shit, he's using this toaster in his office. Just like I'm well, I'm I got fucking this thing glad as well. Like. I'm uh, glad that you anyway, brought that one up because that. that that was that was my second one too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that one was another one too. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, that's why the toaster was thrown away. It burns toast. It's like constant yeah. disappointment for this man. Like nothing yeah. goes well. Yeah, that might but might have been the one and only joke I thought was like, wow, okay, that was, that was actually pretty funny. And it's kind, of, it's it's not. There's not a lot of attention drawn to it. It's just kind no. of there for you to enjoy. <laughs> like it's like on the bottom of the screen. It's not like it's given its own shot or anything. You just you just see him uh-huh. get mad at burnt toast. <laughs> and I'm like this. So. That's that's how that's my feeling on this movie is in the nutshell. Well, and it, it says something right here that we've been talking about it for you know 40 minutes, and we probably spent more time talking about attempts at gags and what yeah. worked and what didn't then the actual well, the special effects but then you know well how did the you action guys... just because the action scenes are just kind of blah they are yeah that was um, one of my biggest gripes with this is that and i'll probably repeat it when we do our reviews but just because it seems appropriate now I feel like things were working about this movie, but one major thing that didn't work were the action scenes and the movie is 60% action scenes. So there you go. Like that's, that's a big problem. Like they're not really working and they spend so much time doing them. Like all the costumes are in the dark. Yep. As well. 
Well, it looks but, like the people I mean, like, the... doing the fight scenes, they're, they're probably perfectly, you know, talented martial artists and stunt people, um, but they can't move in those things. <laughs> like, it's just, like, stunted movement. It's kind of like the, you know, the Batman 89 suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Can barely move. But that's but, what was know. so good about the sequels, like... They actually did have more action with those people, and it was during the daylight too. Some of the time, so you actually get to see some more, de- like the details of like the work. Hmm. But it's like none of none of that was here. Um, I, what did you guys? I have to ask though. Like, what did you guys feel about Mark Hamill being in this entire film, like from start to finish, like and how they actually used Mark Hamill? Because he could have been the age of the guy who actually buzzed the Giver, actually. But Yeah. I'm not sure why they didn't use him as the Giver. Like, the poster that they made up for the front of the DVD or the one they're using, you know, with his, the split face one with Mark Hamill. Like, from a casting aspect, like, why the hell didn't you use Mark Hamill for this? In fact, it might have been a less demanding role because of the time that he spent as the Giver. He probably wouldn't, you know, be in the suit. That'd be a stunt person or a right. you know, martial artist or something along those lines. So well, what were they thinking of not taking a name like Mark Hamill and having him play the lead in this film? Because um, here's, because in the original, like, manga, it, it is, like, a teenage kid. But they're not using the same character. It's a completely different person. So it's right. just like, why don't you just, just cross out Jack Armstrong's character, Sean, whatever, f- entirely? Why don't it just be, hey, a CIA agent is researching this shit, comes there across this armor and realizes his like how much of it how deep it is because they re- reveal that his partner who is criticized like mark hamill's partner criticizing him the entire time in the cia actually is one of these things that's how the end of the mm-hmm. movie is it's just yeah. like yep because it's teenage mutant ninja turtles not 35 year old cia yeah. agent ninja turtles well it you know, should they were, be you, they were <laughs> trying to just put... market to that yeah, and I think you just rewrote this movie and it didn't necessarily save it, but you just pointed out that this Jack Armstrong character, uh, Sean ba- Barker, I guess, played by Jack Armstrong, uh, interchangeable. They're such generic white guy names. Um, they but, really are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, but you just wrote him out of the movie in two seconds and he wouldn't be missed. Like, Mark Hamill could have been that character. The rest of the story still works. Right. He could have still died at the end and then hand the armor off to the girl. And yeah. she become the next ever because there's different Givers. That's an easy fucking thing they could. Well, yeah, it's tech, right? It's yeah, biotech. They, so they don't yeah. they don't think about good stories back that back in this time, especially with stuff that they don't even think. It's like, well, it's Japanese. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like, damn. Well, they're gonna be like, well, no, it. no one's heard of this before. And in 1991, they may have been more right than they are now, but certainly there were some people that had heard of it. Right. Um, just fucking but yeah, they're like, oh, this is a Japanese thing. We got rights to. No one's heard of this. We can do whatever we want with it. So, Because yeah. I definitely watched this movie as a kid on DirecTV because I saw that it had Mark Hamill in it. And I'm like, I'll watch it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, That's exactly the reason I watched this. And it's exactly the reason that they have the shitty poster that they do fooling you. <laughs> and then you find out he just gets turned into a cockroach. For no reason. Yeah. Like, well, which is a transformation scene in itself. He, he yeah. himself did not seem super happy to be here, so, in no. this film. But... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the, you know, we, we hit it already with, like, they were really aiming to try to, you know, cash in on that Ninja Turtle hype. And even the way that the, 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 
the costumes of like the henchmen, the creature designs there are all, you know, they're, they're that level of, they're creepy, but not scary. You know, they're, that's clearly a, a scary monster, but your kid's not going to be scared of it. You know, I'm sure they were hoping right. that this would spawn numerous sequels and toy lines and all that and cartoon shows, but it just wasn't. It was a total Oh, yeah. Mis- total they wouldn't have Jimmy Walker being a funny MC monster <laughs> if if they didn't think they were going to sell that to kids in some way. Exactly. But, oh, God. <laughs> so, but, you know, and... and Dynamite! This, this is what, you know, like, the Asylum made their entire name on doing, right, is, is we're going to take whatever's popular and we're going to do even more of a hack job on doing it. At least this right. had some original property to it, but, you know, Snakes on a Train, for example. Yeah. <laughs> right <You know. laughs> yeah so yeah yeah that that kind of stuff this is just happens to be one of those that was was trying to to cash in at the right time on something which i don't blame them you know they're that makes total sense they're, that's because if somebody's going to find it inter- interesting and entertaining you know ninja turtles entertaining they're clearly going to find this but you have to make a good movie yeah, and that's what they did with that first Ninja Turtles movie. They, against all odds, made an incredibly good movie. Yeah, and uh, yeah. You know, another Ninja Turtles thing is the 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 love interest, the actress. Um, hold on, I'm not actually looking at her name. The totally unbelievable love interest. Yeah, she yeah. actually <laughs> shows up in Ninja Turtles three, the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Vivian so. Wu is her. Oh, Vivian that's right. Wu, yeah, yeah, she is in that. I think I saw that movie once. I saw, no, it, I saw it a I few saw, times. I actually yeah. liked it when I was a kid. I saw Same. it once as an older kid and changed my mind, but still. Same. <laughs> it was a Guyver situation. Yeah. <laughs> they, too, were trying to cash in on that Ninja Turtles hype. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. But, so, well, like, we got to see the sequel. That's what I got to like, I agree. I, I yeah, think if we this would has really any redeeming qualities. It. Like, it's rated R, it's a lot darker, there's no these slide gags, and there's a lot more monster fights. I think maybe we needed to get through this to see the sequel. Maybe that's... Well, we'll see if we can track that one down. Eric, Uh, it's up to you, buddy. you got to buy this now that you have the first one. Might as well (laughs) complete the Guyver collection. uh, Yeah, I'm definitely not going to have an incomplete Guyver collection, so... (laughs) You're already halfway there, you know, I would want to encroach. But should we uh, go ahead yeah. with final grades and reviews? <laughs> this there's yeah, not a lot good it. to say here, but okay. <laughs> Do you want to start, Joe? Um, yeah, and mine's pretty short. It's I, like I said before, Mark Hamill's got to eat, but this was a total misfire. Um, and and it's it's a shame because there's there's stuff here that yeah, I think if it was handled better, I think it would have been a lot better. The it's it's the it's not a problem with visuals. It's not even a problem with costumes entirely. It's just everything else. Um, the tone, yeah. the story, if there is really one. Um, the weird attempt at blending humor into this and it just didn't work. Um, yeah, so total misfire. And actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one like a, a, a D minus. I just didn't yeah. find much feeling out of it. But that's, like I said, short and sweet. What about yeah. you, Eric? Um... I'm going to be a little more positive on it, but I can't give it major good grades because, yeah, I think a lot of the criticisms are fair. Um, for me, I did enjoy some of the monster 
concepts and suits and like there was a lot of special effects and some of them worked and some of them didn't but they were all equally fun and ambitious which so that part of the movie like Screaming Mad George's effects I, I really enjoyed um I don't think everything was just like god awful unwatchable I thought it was a fairly entertaining movie but the fight scenes were rough at times. There's a couple that are, were better, but <laughs> there's one right in the middle. It's kind of a chase slash fight scene that just literally goes on and on and on, and there's nothing good about it. Like, there's not good choreography or anything. So, um, major problems with that. It's, I don't know. It's it's kind of a non-starter because they take all the most interesting elements, as, as you just said, Joe, that... Um, and kind of water that down out of this and just it becomes something totally different. Some kind of a Americanized half version of the Giver, uh, you know, whatever that is. I, I'm not real familiar with the source material, but it sounds infinitely more interesting than we got here. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. I wouldn't call it boring, and it's got some cool stuff to look at. It's it's like a one, a one watcher. I probably won't be going back to this a whole bunch of times. Um it's kind of a got a who's who of like you know not 80s 90s cult b movie you know a lot of cameos and stuff so that's fun but i could i i don't know i think it, I, i'm trying to decide right now like what my final grade is because i wrote down a, a an option which i do sometimes because <laughs> we because we you know talk about things i think yeah, i'm gonna go with a d plus on this one yeah i feel like um, that was gonna <laughs> and that's because I do think there's some redeeming qualities, but in general, it's kind of, a, like you said, a misfire. So. What about you, Ryan? Um, so, it's just an echo chamber, my friends. It's it's one of those things where I feel like I'm going to be in the middle of the tw- between the two of you. Um, this, this movie is... I remembered it. Yeah, I remember liking it. But like I said, I guess I kept bringing up the sequels better... Uh, and it was a lot more fun. It's still in that campy, kind of weird 90s-esque uh, element. But I was a Power Rangers fa- fan growing up, of course. Um, definitely uh, Japanese media, like anime and manga. This is just horribly American. This is just dirty Amer- American fingers all over it. Um, <laughs> but they're like... Hey, comrades! <laughs> Eh, yep. Like, this is, like, this was, like, let's make this cash grab, but we have no, we don't give a rat's ass about it at all to put any effort into it. So, like, when people, modern, like, modern-day people look at, the like, the old Suicide Squad and, like, criticize it heavily, it's just, like, um, it's not the first Guyver movie. Um, because... <laughs> The guy, this movie is, the acting is so bad. The plot is so bad. The music is so fucking oh, God, bad. It's horrible. We didn't even fucking talk about that. Yeah, but we the, didn't it's, get... it's actually worth mentioning that it is also bad. <laughs> like, it's just, like you, like Joe said, Mark Amell has to eat, but I don't think he fucking got much out of this. Like, look at the man's belt. It's five inches above his belly button. <laughs> like,. It's nothing. The man's dying. Literally, he dies in this fucking movie. You killed Mark Hamill. Like, this was one of those movies that, like, when I saw as a kid, there's, like, two movies I saw, like, that Mark Hamill made after Star Wars. It was um, some movie where he was in a World War II soldier, and he was put, he was putting, like, a gun in a condom, 
And that's all I remember. And then there was this movie. And I thought, well, Mark Hamill's career's dead. But as long, then I found out he was the Joker. And then now he's having this resurgence. And I'm happy for him. Uh, but this... There are so many things wrong with this movie that the mere thought of listing all of it exhausts me. It's a true <laughs> mess. Um, but there's some humorous points in it um, that I legitly enjoyed, like the toaster, the fucking um, jumping scene the, uh, into the acting situation, or, or some of the campiness is actually enjoyable. But it just, like, it, those, in its, those in themselves are enjoyable. This, it does not fucking save this movie. It's a D. This movie, based on all of our three grades, is officially called D-Giver, okay? Because this movie is just fucking, that's what it is. This is a D movie, and somebody had a fucking suggest, and of course it was me. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, it happens. It's usually it happens. me, so you can't win them all, but. Oh, uh, yeah. But so, of course, we would love to know what any of our listeners think of The Giver, or if you want to echo some of Ryan's praise of the sequel. Uh, the Giver. Love to hear from you. And again, we are talking about The Giver, not MacGyver. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we or Muff Diver. To... That one gets confused sometimes, too. Anyway. Oh, we, can, we can edit that one out. <laughs> We would love no to hear cricket any there of your either. thoughts, though. On <laughs> yeah, where this are you, Cricket? Damn yeah, it, Cricket, yeah, exactly. you let me down. <laughs> cricket has let us down. We would love to hear any of your thoughts, and you can please feel free to share those with us at the Video Junk Air Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, or find us on Facebook at the main Video Junk Air Podcast page or the Video Junk Air Podcast group. If you write it, we will read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. If you write it, we and will come. the Video Junkyard Podcast now has an official Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash video junkyard podcast if you like the podcast we hope you consider giving uh helping us to keep creating the podcast by giving a little back the money uh, collected through patreon only goes back into the podcast and helps us cover production and web hosting costs we appreciate any help you can give and there are some cool perks for each tier of support including uh video junkyard podcast merchandise exclusive members only content which we mentioned earlier ability to vote in polls help us decide what movies you watch on the show so check it out and Thank you very much for your continued support of the Video Junkyard Podcast. And coming up on the podcast, speaking of that, we are going to next week be looking at 1990 The Bronx Warriors, which is kind of a uh, bargain basement version of The Warriors, I believe. But I, I've not seen it, only know it by reputation. We'll uh, be enjoying that one. Might be our next D movie. We'll see. Um, <laughs> and uh, Well, with we the terms to... like bargain basement. <laughs> uh, the... <laughs> Week after that, uh, we're looking at another audience pick, looking at the movie, uh, the the Kiwi film Housebound, so New Zealand movie, uh, one I've I've seen a couple of times and it's quite a bit of fun. Um, but so. and uh, yeah, always looking for more audience picks. So if you have any ideas or you know things you make us wanna, you want to make us sit through, um, let us know. We uh, always are looking for audience picks as we we did one. Uh, couple weeks ago when we looked at Frankenhooker and, Hooker and uh, next week with Housebound so um, we'll also get those polls rolling as soon as somebody um, you know supports us on Patreon <laughs> right. so we'll get, get some votes and uh, you'll have a little bit more interactive content here on the podcast we want to thank you once again for listening to Video Junkier Podcast and if you've enjoyed it we hope you will share it around until next time I'm Joe Peterson I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Slyasco saying, fuck the guy for Yo, I deal with this. 
I've been looking high, I've been looking low For the guiding, jiving thing to show And now this punk's become a hunk When all along he's had the song Well let me just tell you one thing I'm gonna boot that thing with the guy in it I'm going to make you crawl and gonna make you sing Cause I want that guiding, jiving thing You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard? <laughs>